Gewaldiger, gewaldiger Mishnah. Wow, wow, what a Mishnah, guys. Unbelievable. Rabbi Yaakov okay? Listen to this. Rabbi Yaakov this world, as they always translate it, is the antechamber, right? Is the corridor, right? Is the hallway before the next world. Baruch Avram, okay? That continues the Mishnah. What you should do is prepare yourself in the proizdor, in the corridor, in the hallway, today, in order so you can get to the actual banquet hall. Now, there's something very, very special about this Mishnah. This is a Mishnah I think most of us are familiar with from various forms and different Sfarim, especially those that have ever, ever learned Muslim Sfarim. But before we get that, uh, the author of our Mishnah is, even though it says Rabbi Yaakov, presumably it means Rabbi Yaakov Bar Koshoi, who was a fourth generation uh, of the Tanoim, and in fact, one of his Tamidim was Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. So we're dealing with, we're dealing with a very, very, uh, a yid over here that obviously brought up tremendous Tamidim. And we're talking about preparation for the next world. And I think very much this Mishnah puts much of our lives into a lot of perspective. Okay? Often we look at things from a very small perspective. This makes us look at it in a very larger than life perspective. A very important thing. We know the Posik says in Devarim, Perik Mem, Perik Dalit, Posik Mem, Veshamatas Chukov, that's Mitzvaisav Ashanoichim Mitzavach Hayoim, says the Medrash in Lekach Toiv, Mao Hayoim, what does it mean Hayoim? I commanded you, Ashanoichim Mitzavach Hayoim, I commanded you today. Ella, Zuk the Medrash, Hayoim la'asoysom. Today, you have to do them in this world. Veloi hayoim litlun schar, but you will not get schar for them in this world, and that will be in the next world. There's a Gemara in Erevin Chavbei Samaralev, Avoid Zorah Daf Gimel. Hayoim la'asoysom umochol lekablam schar. Today is always a remez, not only for the day of today, but also for this world, as opposed to the to the next world, okay? There's a Gemara in Avodah Zorah Daf Gimel. Says the Gemara that if you if a person does nothing for Shabbos Kodesh, then when Shabbos Baruch Avram will come along, he will have nothing to eat. Why? Because it's a moshal of preparation that if you do not prepare yourself in this world, you will have nothing in the next world to live off. If you don't prepare for Shabbos Kodesh. You will have nothing in the next world to live off. There's a posik in Kehelas Rabbah, Perik Aleph, Posik Lamadalat, Hoilim Azed Doimaliabosha. This world is compared to the dry land. And the next world is comparable to the sea. Ella, um, Machin if you don't prepare in the dry land something to eat, says the posik in Kehelas Rabbah, the Medrash, that if just like this world is the dry land and the next world is the yam, so too, Baruch Avram, when a person doesn't prepare on the dry land to eat anything, so when he goes to the sea on his boat, he will be starving hungry because he didn't prepare. In this world, we are given an opportunity for only 120 years. It's not a long time. It seems like it's a long time, but it's not. But it is a preparation simply for the next world. And the Ramchal, and I think all of us have probably somewhere along our lines have learned this Ramchal, heard this Ramchal, and he brings this Mishnah. 
And we have to realize that we were not created for this world, we were created for the next world. Now this, by the way, is a huge difference between a guy and a yid. A guy understands that the only world that's important to him is this world. And therefore, what he does in this world, his goal is what? Eat, marry, how's it go? Eat, marry, for tomorrow you may die, whatever it is. The American dream, whatever it is. Eat, whatever it is. The point is, the point is, to try as much as you can in this world to gain and amass as more toys that you possibly can because after you leave this world, it's all over. And you have to realize that that's not true. That's the way that a guy looks at it. So much so that there was a woman, Duvi, in Los Angeles that got buried in her pink Rolls Royce because in her in her mind, was that was her car. That was her gashmias. That's all she had. That's all there is. Right? To a, one second, one second. So, so to a, to a, to a guy, the world that we're living in, the world that we're in presently is all we have. Make as, take, take as much advantage as you can. Amass as many toys. Whoever's got as much toys, that's the winner of the game. We know the way that a yid should look at it and should process his life in this world is that yes, we're here for a mere 120 years, but that time is eventually going to be over. And what we are sent down to do in this world is to fulfill our talkless in the 120 years that we were given in order that in the next world, in the banquet hall, we're going to be able, right? It's almost like if a person goes to a chasana, and this is exactly, this is the, basically the marshal of the, of the show, which is from this mission in Perkyavis, okay? That is, if a person goes to a chasana, and before the house, now they have the smorgasbord. And they put on a small little show. It's not a big fancy place, not a big fancy matzah. They don't want people to eat too much. Because in the main banquet hall, what they have over there is like the best of the best. And they're saving the best for that. But they put a little bit of a snack because they'll be a walk to get there. takes time. You know, there's a line, whatever. It t- so I want to give you like a little bit of a snack before. Can you imagine if a guy fills himself up so much on those snacks that by the time he gets to the main banquet hall, he's so full, he cannot eat a single thing, he looks in there, he's like, I cannot believe I wasted my time on eating the snacks then, when I could have enjoyed the real stuff now. Says the Mishnah in Perkyavis, that is what's going on over here. This world is simply a corridor. It might look to us like something choshev, it might look to us as something of substantial means. It is, it's beautiful, there's so much we can accomplish, but we have to understand it's a means to an end. That being on this world is simply the ability to be able to gets how to live in the next world, okay? Now, when a person realizes this Mishnah, when a person lives this Mishnah, there are two incredible goals, Baruch Avram, that he's accomplished. Two incredible goals he's accomplished. What are those goals? First of all, he looks at the Gashmias in the world. He looks at the Gashmias in the world as something very, very not Choshev. In other words, he understands that every bit of Gashmias, every vanity in this world is so nothing that the point of the world cannot be to amass as much money and as many cars and watches and whatever it is, that's not the goal. Yes, I might need the car to drive and I might need a house to live in and I might need certain things that we need in this world, 100% we need things. does not say that a person should live with nothing in this world. But understand that when you do buy, and even if it's a nice car, and even if it's a nice phone, and a nice watch, and a nice pair of shoes, whatever it is that I need to be comfortable, that's that's fine. As long as you understand the goal. 
As long as we understand what we're leading up to, what is the goal, what are we here for? That, number one, is a person realizing that this world is just a corridor to get to the next world. So I'm not going to put all my energy into this world because I realize that this is not the most important thing in the world. Number two, if a person shifts his focus from that to understand he understands that focusing on the hallway, on the antechamber, on the prose door, comes at the expense of attending the banquet hall. That means the less you invest in the, in, the, in, the, in the hall beforehand, the more you'll be able to glorify and beautify the royal hall. The, the Chavetz Chaim brings a marshal to this, and I explain it with the marshal of the Chavetz Chaim, a beautiful, beautiful marshal. Listen to this marshal. He says there was a wealthy man who hired an architect to build a beautiful mansion. And he instructs, him, he instructs him to design the most incredible and impressive huge ballroom in this actual home, in the mansion. But he also wants a magnificent entrance hall. He wants the entrance to the ballroom to be absolutely spectacular. Now, when the architect measured the area, he found it wasn't enough. It wasn't big enough for whatever reason to accommodate both requests. So he informed the wealthy man. He said, listen, you have a choice. Either you're going to have the most amazing ballroom that is just going to fit all the guests you want and it's going to look gorgeous and it's going to be the size that you want to be amazing or you can have a very beautiful entranceway but you cannot have both. So the Chavetz Chaim said, which fool is going to say, I would rather have a nicer entrance hall than the ballroom itself. At the end of the day, you just go through the entrance hall to get to the ballroom. The Ikka is the ballroom. Said the Chavetz Chaim, those people that spend time and effort in this world of course we have to spend time and effort, but for what? For the next world. It's not here in this world, which is the end. This is just the means to an end. There, Barabanel brings another advantage of viewing the world as a simple hallway and as a way to get to Oilamabad, to the next world. Is a person should not, says the Barabanel, view his life in this world as an, imp- as an independent, rather as an introduction to a larger reality. And therefore, anything that happens, says their Barabanel, listen to this, any event, Dovi, that happens in your life will be looked upon totally differently. Why? Because we often tend to look at events that happen in our lives as this is bad, this is good, this I like, this I don't like, this I accept, this I don't accept. Says the Barabanel, if we realize that this world is simply a way of getting into the next world, and the more work and effort we put in to be able to achieve the final goal, the real goal, means the greater mansion, the greater glory we'll have in the next world, then any event that happens to you in this world that is not necessarily according to what you planned or what you want or what you expected, you'll be okay with it. Because after all, okay, I'm just passing through, right? In other words, if a person is passing through that hallway, Baruch Avram, in order to get to the wedding hall, and he sees that like some of the light switches are not so good, it's not so nice with these painting over there, Yes, he'll want to fix it, but it's not going to be the end of the world. Why not? Because big deal, I'm, I'm going to the main place anyway. So it's the same thing over here. When events happen, thanks to Barabanel, beautiful explanation this Mishnah. When events happen in life that don't always go according to plan, don't always go according to what you want, then you'll be okay with it. You'll accept it more because you'll realize, well, this world is just a small little world. Right? All of us are familiar with the Chavetz Chaim. When a Yid came to the Chavetz Chaim and he said, Rabbi, I don't understand. Why do you have such small furniture? What's the pshat that you have nothing here? You live with zero. Anyone that was zoicha to see the apartment of Rabbi Uri Zoya's that cell was, you know, he downgraded and downgraded to a tiny little machsan where there's basically nothing there. Amazing, amazing thing. And they said, well, why are you doing this? He had a lot of money. 
He had plenty of cash. He could have done that. Okay, he used the money to buy back. Whatever it is, it's all, it's all irrelevant. The point is, why did he live that way? He said, very simple. I'm preparing myself, he said, for what? I'm preparing myself for a smaller place when I leave this world, meaning the grave. This is not important to me, he said. This is not my importance. My importance is what? Is what I'm doing in this world. What I'm accomplishing in this world. In the next world, trust me, I'll have a nice mansion. And that world, by the way, lasts a lot more than 120 years in this world. We have to realize, Rabbi Sai, it's a beautiful Mishnah. It puts life into perspective. It's not something that I'm kidding anyone in Chiddush. And there's not a person over here listening that didn't know this. Every single one of us know this. But like the Mishnah Shisharim says, the Ramchal in the Hagdama. That I just have to say things that you know already, just to remind the Olam to live with it. These are things that have to be on your mind. When things happen in this world that are not according to your will, not according to your want. When, for example, you're thinking, how much should I invest in this? What should I, how much time and effort, you know, what does it make a difference if the suit is this way? If it's that way, if the clothing, if the car, if the this, that and the other, does it really make a difference? Again, I want to be clear, I'm not saying don't have anything. I'm not saying live with nothing. Live with the necessities that you need to live with and every single person has his madriga and his level of what he needs to live. But understand where it's going. Understand the direction it's going. Understand that we're living on this world for such a small amount of time. It's not worth getting upset. It's not getting angry. Like the Rambam says, there is nothing, the Rambam says there is nothing in this world that is worth getting angry over. Why? Because we're here for such a small amount of time. You're going to have bad minutes. You're going to cause harm to other people. Why? You're on this world for a small amount of time. Rabbi say use this message of this Kavaldi Commissioner to realize we're here on this world for a small amount of time. Chap Arayim. As the Gemara says, famous Meister, somebody went to someone went into Kelm. No, he went into, he went into, um, he went into, was it Slobodka? Or he went into one of the yeshivish places. And he said, I want to learn Musa. So they said, no problem. Navardic. They went into Navardic. And they said, I want to learn Musa. He said, I want to learn Musa, no problem. Go to the Ezra's Noshim area in the shul about 12 o'clock at night. You'll understand what Musa is. So he went over there. He went over there. And it was dark. There was nobody there. Like, what's going on? What does he want from me? To be scared? What's pshat? What type of Musa is this? Okay, this is Navardic. He went in there and he heard a voice. He listened, what's his voice? And the other end of the Ezra's Noshim. And he listened. And it was a voice of somebody, obviously a Bukhar in the Nevalik Yeshiva, repeating over Maimon Chazal, it's a Gemara. Chatoiv, chatoiv, chatoiv Grab, grab, grab and eat. Because this world is like a chasnohom, which means you only have a limited amount of time in this world. Chat whatever you can. That Bukhar ended up being the stipler. From Chan Kenyeski's father. Because he understood the time in this world is limited, not to just gain toys, but to gain eternity. That a person could do this. Okay, I'll end you with a story that I've said many, many times, but it's a really great story. The last time I said this was in South Africa, if I remember correctly, on a Shabbaton. It's a beautiful story, simple story, a story that many of you have probably heard, but it's Kadai mentioning of a Bacher in Yeshiva that started to play drums. And he really enjoyed playing drums. He absolutely loved playing drums. That was his, that was his passion. And it was great, and it was fine. And then it turned into like, somebody asked him to play at a, a bar mitzvah, no problem. And then someone asked him to play in this place, and in that place, and before you know it, he was going to a place that he shouldn't be going to play over there. But it was all for the sake of, you know, this was my passion, this is what I should be doing. At one point, someone came over to him, and said, obviously he was in a place that he maybe shouldn't have been, and uh, someone came over to him and said, listen here, you're amazing. You have such potential to become something huge in the, in the music world. I happen to be very involved with music and production, and I can get you involved in a label, I can get you money, I can get you whatever you need, you will be huge. You just have to agree to do certain things, and you'll come over, and we'll do it, it'll be amazing. 
Now this Bachar thinks for a minute, as he says, and I'll think about it, I'll let you know. He says, he's walking home, he's like, this is my dream. This is what I've been waiting for for years and years. I always dreamed of being famous and having money and, and, and limousines and, and whatever I need, I get, right? I get everything I need now. This is what I've been waiting for. But he understands as a from Yid, probably not the best idea to do this as a from Yid. So he goes over to his Rebbe and he says, Rebbe, what do I do? I have a problem. I don't know what to do. I love this. This is my passion. But I'm also a from Yid. So like it kind of is a bit of a contradiction. It's not going to work together. For whatever reason, we understand it's not going to work together. So the Rebbe told him to do as follows. Take a piece of paper. On one side of the piece of paper, I want you to write down all the advantages, all the good things that you will get by having this job. On the other side of the paper, I want you to write the disadvantages of if you take this job. Come back to me when you finish the paper and we'll go through it. So the Bokha goes, goes back, starts to write things down, goes back to the Rebbe, it's like I'm done. Okay, so Rebbe says, let's sit down. Sits down in the office, opens up the, third, the piece of paper, one side, it's full. Mamish, like chocolate, like you can bet, like on the sides, he's writing down every advantage. Money, fame, you know, Mamish, whatever you can say, you know, go all over the world and everybody knows me and paparazzi and, you know, it's Kishimak. Mamish, everything. The Rebbe's getting very nervous as he's reading the list. He's like, okay, there's really nothing really that on the other side of the paper that could probably top this, that he's going to decide not to do it when he sees the advantages side. So he's like a bit, bit nervous, but this is the deal that he said. He turned over the other side of the page and he sees on the other side of the page only one word. Eternity! That's it. That's what the boy wrote. Eternity. The only thing we're going to miss out on is eternity. That he understood, yes, in this world, you can have so much pleasure and so much whatever you want in Gashmias and last 120 years and then it's over. And then you lose out on eternity, which goes on and on and on and on. This Mishnah Pukuyovis is teaching us this les- message perceive this world, understand this world as being a world of Asiya. We could do, we could accomplish, but for a greater goal. And that goal is in the next world. To see life this way, to utilize this life this way, and tomorrow the next Mishnah.